0: I just want to start this podcast off by saying I go to a charter school, and yeah, that's all I need to say. It's like a mix between a private school and a selection school where you have to get selected to get in, but yeah, that's like a little introduction or whatever. So, I go to a charter school, and uh, basically, I'm writing this paper about uh, what I talked about in the last episode, which was um, the death penalty. But I'm starting the episode today and I'll talk a little bit about my life and a little bit about stuff like that. I think you guys might want to stay tuned for this one, but uh, yeah, Uh, I grew up in a pretty good house. Well, yeah, pretty good houses cause um, my whole life I've lived in a house. I'm not trying to flex or anything. I'm just saying my whole life I've lived in a house. I've had a couple of experiences that weren't necessarily pleasant when it comes to neighborhoods and stuff like that. When I was growing up, it was a, a lot of bullying, you know, kind of a big kid, stuff like that. So mainly it's just like me growing up as a kid, I mean, everybody got bullied, there's, there's no getting away from it. And if um you don't have the right sense of mind, that stuff can kind of make you go crazy, like. That as um, I've learned to take me being bullied, turn it more to kind of like a joke. Because not even that deep. I don't even take that serious. I have no hate towards people that tried to bully me when I was little. If anything, they helped me be better as a man. I have a lot more thicker skin. Every time somebody says, oh, you ugly. I just brush it off like, okay. I'm like, <laughs> sure. Kind of thing. But I just want to start off by saying that. But uh, that's what I was saying. I was writing this paper in my English class, Miss Cortez's class. And uh, it was about the death penalty. And what I put in there was a little thing that was personal to me, which was my father went to jail. And yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Well, not never mind. My father went to jail. He got locked up because he got in the car with a couple of his friends trying to get a ride. The police pulled him over. This was in California, by the way. The police pulled him over. And uh, they found guns in the trunk. As you can see, my dad had no clue at all um, of what's gonna like what was gonna happen to him and why there were guns in the trunk, even though he thought his friends were really cool and like very chill. But I guess not. And that's how my dad lost almost what twenty five years of his life, just like that. And um he was there for my he was there for my birth. But this was so long ago that my dad is almost 50 years old now so. Yeah. But he was still there for my birth. He was there for a lot of things. But the funny story is when my mom called him and said I'm pregnant, he hung up the phone immediately. <laughs> that was just the funniest thing to me. But uh, the death penalty, I believe, should be gone. It should be done. It shouldn't even be a thing anymore. Like I said, my dad was in prison, so I, I know a lot more about it. And I read up on stuff like this because my dad always told me to be safe, stay out of trouble, don't make yourself more of a threat than you already are because you're black, stuff like that. Stuff that other people need to learn, too, and be taught as a kid. Just because you come up... In a pretty good household. And pretty good neighborhood. And you have good morals. And, um, <clears throat> and you had a fun childhood and stuff like that. Doesn't mean that you're not black. You're still black at the end of the day. Is what my dad always told me. No matter what you are. What you do. How you sound. How you talk. That color is still on your skin. But. I'm not here to start a race war. I'm here to express my feelings. And. I feel that since I'm writing this paper and since I'm already on the topic about it, that the death death penalty should be abolished in America. Now, I say this because you're taking a man, he could be accused of killing, extortion, selling drugs, whatever. You're taking a man and killing him. Now, that's not how it works. If America is all God this and God that and biblical and Christian, die shall not kill. Even though in the Bible it does say you need to follow um, the laws of the land, but still, it's still there. It says die shall not kill. So it doesn't make it any better that you're already killing some person. It's already just, just causing more hate. And then the ratio is already 9 to 1. When I mean by that, for every nine people that are locked up in death row right now, that are about to be killed, one of them can be proven innocent. One of them can at least be proven innocent. And there's 7,800 people right now in death row. <laughs> now, some may say that number is not that big, but um, a human is a human. And we're taking lives, not of the innocent. But we're just taking lives in general. And human life is very valuable. It becomes more materialized when you do it like that. When you just go around killing people. Now, people should always pay for their sins. Of course. But for the state, I can't really tell you, you know, (laughs) How is the state going to pay for their sins? I don't know. But that's my stance on it. have nothing else, nothing else to really say about that. But uh, we're going to get to this topic about my life. I grew up in uh, California, Sacramento. My two parents and my sister with my grandma. And uh, we moved down here when I was about, what, almost five. Maybe around that age. Can't remember, I'm little anyways. But uh, I moved down here to Texas. Um, I call myself Houston born and raised because I've been down here for so damn long I can't even remember when I was in California. But uh, I moved down here. Um, we went to two different homes. One was in Chadbury Place. It started getting more run down. More crackheads started living there, so my dad was like, yeah, we got to move out. So we moved to this place called Winfield Lakes, and this is basically where my life starts. Um, I go to I used to go to a school called Rosa Parks Elementary. Um, I used to sit in class. Give or take the first couple of days, it was all right, and then it started coming. And if you're a pretty big kid, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, I was always bigger than my class. I was on the chubby side. I wasn't really fat. I was just a little bit chubby. But uh, yeah, you know what happens when you're a little bit chubby in class and he was, like telling jokes, whatever. At first, he used to be like, mama, why they bullying me? And stuff like that. Then I started catching on, catching on. And then my dad started telling me, never try to roast a big man. I was like, why? He's like, because he already knows all the jokes in the book because he's heard them already. I'm like, facts? And I took that to heart. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sit here. Listen to them, tell all their jokes. I'm going to go back home, chill out, do my homework, come back. And when they want to get on me, I'm going to get on them. Use their jokes in different ways. Mix it up. And guess what happened to me? I got left alone. I might have pissed somebody off. I might have pissed somebody off multiple times, but if it came to that, we'll just fight it out. And that's what I had to do. It's not even about a surviving thing. It's just about... People getting, just leaving you alone, you know? Like uh, one day I was coming from school and uh, this kid was telling jokes. We were telling jokes back and forth. And then he was just like, shut your BA up. I was like, man, who you talk to like that? So I get on his case, I'm like, shut your skinny behind, whatever, whatever, whatever. Started yapping on him. He got mad at me, smacked my glasses off. He smacked my glasses off. They fell on the floor, They crack, they cracked. And I'm just like, this dude just broke my glasses. Like <laughs> I'm looking at my friends, like my friend's laughing. And I'm looking at him, like, and he laughing too. So then it was on the cracking. Yada, yada, yada. I can't see. I lost the fight. Boom. Give us to school. I'm like, all right. You cracked my glasses. I lost the fight. We going to run that back. I said, all right. Because now I got blood for you. now I'm hating on you now because... You broke my glasses and you disrespected me. You slapped me, son. You can't slap me. If you would have punched me, I wouldn't care. So then, I'm like, we're going to run it back. He like, all right, all right, we're going to run it back. We're going to run it back. Bet, bet. At school today, right there on the corner next to the stop sign. I'm like, all right, bet. We get to the stop sign. I'm like, nah, let's go to the field. It's like this field in my neighborhood. It's like wide open. No house is built right there. And it's a straight stretch, just like a football field. We said, we're going to go to the field. We go to the field. It's wide open. It's by this girl named Ariana House. And we start throwing hands. I take off my glasses this time, as you can see. Um, take off my glasses. Don't need to see him. So, uh, I start swinging. He starts swinging. He get a couple blows in. I hit him. Boom, shake him real quick. It's that simple. He started getting a little stuttery. He was shaking and slobbing. He hit me again. I'm like, <clears throat> I ate that hoe. Hit me in the head again. I ate it again. He wasn't really throwing like punches. I'm just saying that shit hurt a little bit, but. I was eating them cause I wasn't shaking like him. Cause I was actually mad. I had the adrenaline pumping. So I was like, well, you gonna get body slammed. So I did it like in football, picked them up, slammed them down, did that like three times. And then uh, he kept yelling, stop, stop, stop. I was getting ready to stop. My human side was starting to come out and I was like, Maybe I should stop. Maybe I should nerd this dude like that. But then I was like, nah, fuck that. He broke my glasses. As we was fighting, we were getting closer and closer to the sidewalk. And uh, I end up hitting him. He fell. I picked him up for one last measure and body slammed him. Um, when I did that, I was not paying attention. And uh, his foot hit the concrete when he got body slammed. But when I slammed him, it was like, have you ever seen a kid sit on top of the shoulders of like the dad? It was from probably about that height because me picking himself, like his whole body up, leaning back and throwing his full weight down. Like I cocked myself back. Like I leant back like you about to get in the bed or you going back down from doing a sit up kind of thing. All the way back and I slingshot him forward. And he went straight to the ground right in front of me, and I was not pay attention. His ankle hit the ground, and all I heard was his loud shriek, this loud-ass shriek. And I can still remember in my head today, and he was just crying and pouring. He was like, take me home, man. Take me home. <sighs> and then at this time, I wasn't looking at his ankle. But then when I finally peeked, it was pretty horrific. It was broken in a couple of places, and it was it wasn't it wasn't in place. Like he couldn't even walk to save his life. So I tried to take him home. He couldn't get on my pegs on my bike because his ankle wasn't even there no more. Well, it was there? It wasn't chopped off, but like it was just hanging at that point. So we ended up calling nine one one, and me and him made up a story because you know he ain't no snitch. He's just gonna sit there and snitch on me like that. So I said. We was playing football. Somebody threw, I was riding home on my bike. Somebody threw a football on my bike, and I fell on top of him. I don't know. Not one believed it. He came back to school one day. He was kind of salty and mad. It was all right. We didn't really had no bad blood, but I haven't seen him since. His name is Josh. But every time I come back home, <laughs> I'm in high school now. Every time I come back home, my friends all talking about something. How's the feel to break a nigga leg? I started laughing about it. I'm like, hey, it's not funny, man. I didn't mean to do that. He was like, sorry, right, bro. You chilling. I'm like, yeah. But that's when people started leave me alone. Once that day happened, that's when people's like, "All right, we ain't gonna fuck with him no more." Cause he, we see how his anger issue is. I don't necessarily say I got anger issues, but people see how when I get angry, shit be going down, you know. But I learned to control it now. I don't really be fighting no more. No reason to fight. And then it's all a straight shot up from there. Went through middle school, I was alright. No bullying. I just had that demeanor like my dad, like, don't fuck with me. I always had the don't fuck with me face on all the time. (laughs) Once I went through middle school, I went through another uh, charter school called It's Another Harmony, basically. But it was more in uh, the black side of Houston. Then I went to this other school in Sugar Land, uh, Harmony School Innovation. More of a prep year. It's not the best harmony to me at Prepary School and all. But yeah, that's pretty much my life all caught up. But yeah. It's been a good episode, y'all. Let you guys in on a little bit piece of peace in my life. A little piece of my life and stuff like that. Just little things. <clears throat> I'm just reporting some stuff that's been going down. Stuff like that. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. (laughs) Peace.